Welcome to Echoes of Holiness podcast. Dear Heaven, may I thank God. You pray for me. I've been trying to preach a long time, but I never have got to the place of didn't kind of get nervous trying to preach. So look like you would, don't it? I got to where I could take a roll of carpet and go in the house and didn't feel nervous a bit about it. But there's something different about the house of God. Amen. I've been searching for him, reaching for him, that he would help me. And I can tell you young preachers another thing. You ain't going to never learn how. It'll take a dependence on the Lord. You'll never get wise enough. You never will get eloquent enough. It takes his help. So that's where I am now. I need his good help. In the book of St. Luke, in the sixth chapter, Brother Thurf, this gets too loud. Please turn it down. That worries me. The sixth chapter, and verses 47 and 48, Whosoever cometh to me and heareth my sayings and doeth them, I will show you to whom he's like. He's like a man which built a house and dig deep and laid the foundation on a rock. And when the flood rose, the stream beat vehemently on that house and could not shake it for it was founded upon a rock very familiar scriptures but I thought in these two verses we'd like to use the Bible said in the 48th verse that he dig deep and laid the foundation upon a rock and we'd like to use a text like this before the storm before the storm came he had time and he had the energy and the strength he had the knowledge because Jesus said if he'd hear his sayings see there's a blueprint and there's what we go by so the 48th verse uh, tells me that this man before the storm came did those necessary things that he knew that would make a house firmly stand. Even so, Lord help me, I'm going to try to preach to you. Before the storm. When I was a little boy, I remember, and uh, not speaking any uh, way to cast information uh, on Daddy a bit, he's a good man. Uh, done his best for us, raised a big family. But uh, what the point was, uh, when the clouds came up and it began to get dark uh, in the skies, you know, and, and thunder and lightning, and if those clouds began to roll a little bit, it scared him. Uh, he was afraid of storms, and, and uh, I guess he'd seen more than I had, and there was something about it. He knew that they could do damage. But uh, I thought that he, he was worried about storms. And then, uh, older brother of mine has gone now, but used to live in Florida in hurricane country. Uh, he said it on his house. You know, up here, they had storm shutters that screwed to the wall. They just for looks. Down there, the storm shutters is to be used. He told, he told me when the storm, uh, the hurricane was coming, they knew what direction it was coming from, that they would take and shut those shutters on that side of the house. When the storm hit them, they was ready for it, 
And then when it passed over, they went out immediately, opened them and shut the other on the other side because a wind in the whirl would hit them from the other direction. Prepare, you know, uh, cautions from storm. Back uh, during the Cold War, they called it the confrontation with communism. Uh, there was a fear of a nuclear warfare. And it scared people all over the country. They built storm fallout shelters. I was working for a man there not too far from home then. And he lived kind of on a sidling place. And he went down from the house a little ways and bulldozed out a huge uh, opening. Went in there and built him a large fallout shelter. Put a ventilation system in it where he could purify the air, you know, should atomic bombs explode close by. Well, I thought he was looking for trouble. He's getting ready for it. Now then, here we are this evening, and uh, I, I thought uh, perhaps uh, time may go on. You may be blessed for several years. I don't know. It looks looks a little slimmer this morning or this day. Looks like things are going to wind up quick out yonder. They could. But if God permits you to have a few more years and you prosper and you go ahead and have some more good meetings, I want to tell you, there's an end out yonder that the world governments of this world is planning on stopping all people like me and you. It's going to be against the government together like this after a while. It's going to be against, uh, well, the world government. Somebody mentioned earlier in this meeting about our president, and I don't suppose there's nobody here that's more thankful to living in the land of freedom than myself. I'm glad we have. But somebody made mention about our president compared Catholicism, Islamic, Mohammed belief, whatever you call that, and uh, well, he compared it all just alike. There, there ain't no difference in it. He just said, you know, they're all alike, but they're not like uh, that at all. It's completely different. There's a people, multitudes, millions, that's taught from children to hate the name of Christ and to hate Christianity. I'd like to be able to maybe paint a picture of where we are and where we're going and not cast a dread on anybody. But this world's in for trouble. This world is facing trouble. You may all right back to my thought, my text here. Before the storm comes, before that happens, is a time for every individual to make full spiritual preparation. Know where you are with God. Know you're in touch with Him. Know you've done it right. Know that you've done dug deeply and laid the foundation on the rock. Put the proper material into your experience. But that's now is when we've got the opportunity to do that. Amen. Reading from the book of Genesis. In the sixth chapter, God said unto Noah, 
the end of all flesh should come up before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them. Behold, I'll destroy them with the earth. Here's the warning of what's coming. Then he said, Make thee an ark of gopher wood. Room shall thou make in the ark, and shall pitch it within and without. And he goes on to give the exact blueprint of how to build the building. Amen. Then the Bible said in the last verse, this did know according to all that God commanded him, so did he before the storm ever came, before anything ever happened, before it clouded up. Even Noah went to work on the ark and built it like it was. Amen. God give him time. He give him plenty of time. According to the scripture, if I can understand it correctly, even around a hundred years it was in building of the ark, God had a plan. God could have given him a completed ark without him having to do a thing. But God didn't do it. Right. And he's not going to take you to heaven just on the flower bed of ease. He's going to let you make preparation. He's going to let you expect you. Amen. I thought that that's the way he fixed it then. Amen. He give them time, give them opportunity. And waited on them. The Bible said in 1 Peter 3 and 20, the long suffering of God waited in the days of Noah. He was awaiting on humanity to get right. Amen. But he gave Noah the time, the opportunity, and the material to build that ark of safety. Amen. Even before the storm ever came. That sounds to me like there was such a downpour that they wouldn't have been able to do nothing on building the ark if they hadn't already had it done. It looks to me like that that's exactly what God fixed it for them to make full preparation. Can you imagine such a downpour as that was? Even the heavens opened and the Bible said and the fountains of the deep being broken up, such a storm of wind and rain. Can you imagine somebody trying to hew a board out? Can you imagine them to try to lift them into place? and get everything ready? Could you imagine? No, it was an impossibility. But before the storm came, before it happened, all the labor it took for them to prepare the planks and, and prepare the boards and get everything ready, I'd say that God made the time and the opportunity for them to get ready before the storm. Glory. Would you have me here just a little? <laughs> Glory. I thought while I go over Brother Jeff was a praying, it looked like for a while he's a quitting, but I decided he wasn't. He was just a resting. Right. Where you are in your spirit, you need something from God. Had you quit or just kind of rest a little while to get a hold a little bit better? Yeah. It's time that we ought to do that. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Thank God. Amen. Over here. A little bit further in the book of Genesis in the 32nd chapter, David God had spoke to Jacob and told him to go home. And on his journey home, he receives a message that his brother is coming to meet him with 400 soldiers. You that read the word of God know what that was all about. He didn't come with 400 men to hug his neck. Amen. the last thing that uh, Esau had said, I'm going to kill Jacob. That's what he was coming for. He meant to do it. He brought the authority to do it. He was able to do it. He meant to do it. In a little while, he'd have had it done. Amen. But verse 9, before he got there, 
Before he got. Before he arrived. Before them 400 soldiers ever got there. Amen. The Bible tells me. And Jacob said, Oh, Lord God of my fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. You told me to go home. And I'm headed home. And you hear see my brothers are coming with these men to kill me. Before. Before he got there. Amen. He might not have been very far over the hill, but before he come, and he went to prayer and get a hold of God. But I'll tell you, soldier, your hair to this day. You need to get ready for what's coming. Amen. There'll be some more pleasant days. There'll be some more good times. I hope there's some more time we spend around the owners. But on the other side of that, there's an hour coming. You're going to have to face him for yourself with what experience you got. Amen. Amen. In the book of Second Chronicles 20, verse 3 verses. And it came to pass after this also that the children of Moab, the children of Ammon, with them other beside the Ammonites came against Jehoshaphat the battle. There came some that told Jehoshaphat, saying, There cometh a great multitude against thee from beyond the sea on this side of Syria. Behold, they be in Hazar Tamar, which is in Gedi. Amen. There's a great multitude, Jehoshaphat, are coming. And it seemed like he described that multitude so carefully that a little bit later on here, him and Jehoshaphat, he goes to prayer before they come, before they got there. <laughs> yeah, amen. And when he goes to prayer, the Bible said here, and it said, Oh God, wilt thou not judge them? For we have no mind against this multitude. There's not enough of us. Hey, but they're more than we are. We're outnumbered. We can't face them like we are. We can't do it. But before they got there, he goes to prayer and said, God, we're not able. We can't do it. There's no use of us putting our army on the battlefield. There are too many for us to face him. Oh, God. Amen. Before he got there, and you know what you sure do. Most of you that read the Bible, you know how the battle was won by worship. Amen. It wound up with a, a good, good hold a song or two. <laughs> oh, from the throne of glory, from the divine presence of God, that multitude meant nothing to them. Hey, but God caused them the victory without them doing a thing but to sing it a little while and giving God praise. But if they've done it before the enemy got there, Amen. Thank the Lord. Amen. In the book of Job, you're well acquainted, I'm sure, that the Bible describes uh, Job's circumstances that he faced and what he went through. The first verse said, There was a man in the land of Uz whose name is Job. And the man was perfect and upright, and one that feared God and is. Evil. 
You remember what happened to him? You can recall a lot of it. Amen. The first chapter, he loses all of his wealth. And folks, his mind is set on living easy and money so hard that that's going to get a bunch of them. A lot of folks will never survive it. <laughs> a lot of folks will never make it through. God help me that I'll do like I need to. Amen. Job said, in little place God giveth and God taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. Let me read a little bit more about Job in the 23rd chapter. And Job was in a terrible condition. He'd done spent months of uh, vanity. And I don't know what all he went through. Were some days, I believe he said. Had months of vanity. Somebody could read through Job in just a few hours. But it didn't happen like that. He didn't go that away. He struggled. He went through suffering, mental and physical, and it the loss of everything that he had. And here we find him. Behold, I go forward, but he's not there. And backward, but he cannot be. Brother Sammy, will you get that? Have you got it for me? Amen. And he said, Behold, I go forward. He, I, I went forward. I went far as I know how. I couldn't find him. I didn't touch him. Amen. I went backward. And, and he wasn't back there. Amen. Go on with it. On my left hand, I searched. Hey, what was it? I know he's been there. I've found him there before. I, I can't find him now. He's hid when I look for him on the right hand. I can't see him. Look at him. Look at him. Search in every direction and everywhere. Try to harm as he knows how. I'm desperate. A man that's suffering, a man that's grieving, and everywhere he looks, there ain't no help from God. You better get a hold of this, so when you get a shape like that, you'll remember. He knows the way of the day. He's thought of all the lifetime. He's got to be through this trial. He's got to be through that test. I know that he knows the way that it take. He knows right where I am. What did he say? We have tried me. I shall come forth as I'm not going to stay here. I ain't going to live like this for forever. Stop by coming at it. There's another There's another side. There's a place past here. There's a place past where I am. I can't find him right here. But I'll be past this after a while. Amen. Amen. He's saying what Job is saying. Amen. I'm going to, I'll get right before the battle. I'll get ready for this and then he'll help me. What else did he say? I've lived for him. I kept the word. I've lived right. I've not gone. I've not backed up. From the commandments of his lips. I've seen the word from his mouth. More than my necessary food. Amen. The reason that Job was like it wasn't had the confidence that he was speaking about. He was already ready. He was ready for the battle. Before the battle. 
before he got here. Before he got to suffer like this. Before he got to going through what he was in. Before it ever happened, he was already riding with God. Amen. I don't know much about the book of Job. Amen. But I'll tell you one thing according to the scripture. That man was a done right before that come on in. Before. Before the storm. Amen. Thank God. How long you got? Amen. How long you got to prepare? That man that I read about here in the book of Luke to begin with, just a little bit ago, it didn't tell him how long that he had to make preparation, but he used what time he had. <laughs> Amen. Do you think that digging was all easy? My speculation is that it wasn't. <laughs> you ever spend some hard times in prayer, trying to pray, and it seemed like he was digging on even solid rock nearly? Amen. I don't know what his condition was, but brother, I'll say, brother Dad, I'll say there was some hard digging for him. Amen. And sometimes when folks get to face a little bit of hard digging and a little bit of hard pull, they want to back off from it. Amen. Just to just back up, get away from it. But that's not the way that you do it. Thank God. Amen. I used to live out there in the country, south of Chelsea. You couldn't dig a post hole. Hey, with the post hole diggers, you had to have a pry bar with it. Hey, but you dig down. Hit one of them old rocks. You had to do something to get it out of the way. Brother or sister, if you have a time praying sometime, it looked like some hard digging. I'll advise you dig on. Hey, but dig. Get a pry bar. Oh! If you have to get a pry bar and Punch that thing out of the way. Get it removed. Even because the storms are coming. Before the storm. Amen. I don't know the difficulty, but I, we got a picture of a man that wanted a strong house. Amen. I want to tell you something. Even I remember uh, working several years ago. Uh, they'd moved a little house in uh, to Pryor and sent me to lay carpet in it. And somebody knew the house. And they told me this house is so well built. Even in a storm, we'd have to roll it four or five times before it ever come apart. I want to tell you something. Even this house that I'm talking about, there ain't no storm ever going to be able to roll it over. It'll blow against it. Amen. The waves will come against it. But the house I'm telling you about, if you spend time like you ought to in building it like it ought to, be built, uh, put the preparation into it that you ought to do. Hey, but that storm all it can do is just blowing. But after a while, hey, but it'll seize, uh, and that house will be standing firm still yet because oh, you made preparation before the storm came. <laughs> Glory before the storm. Amen. The Bible said in the book of St. Matthew 25. Amen. And when I read all those verses, you remember 10 uh, verses, five wise, uh, five virgins, five foolish. Uh, amen. How the Bible tells me the five we, uh, took with them. Uh, in verse 3, they were foolish, took their lips and took no oil with them. But in verse 5, verse 4, the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. Amen. And then 
when the midnight cry uh, was made and when it was sounded out to the bridegroom is the coming amen them that had all of their vessels is the ones uh, amen that had the lamps still yet burning in the darkest hour that there was uh, they prepared for the hour before it ever come amen I must have enough oil enough spirit of God you can turn me like you want to but I must have enough to to keep the light burning when it gets darker around me. <laughs> it's going to get darker around you. How could I tell you without trying to maybe discourage you a little bit? It's going to get dark around you. It's, it's going to. <laughs> amen. There's going to be a time that when you'll not be able to draw even much strength from those that's around you. First place, there ain't going to be many around you probably. Amen. And the next place, you need to draw from God. Amen. Will you have enough? <laughs> Brother, sister, there ain't been some of you already come through some dark places. Amen. What would you have done if the light hadn't started to shine just a little bit brighter and things got to look a little bit better? What would you have done? Amen, but I tell you, amen, it's time for you and I, amen, to make preparation before, amen, before uh, the storm ever comes, amen, getting ready before that hour ever arrives to you, amen, maybe another verse of scripture, uh, in the book of Acts, uh, in the 27th chapter, and just reading verse 20, uh, Paul in the storm that lasted, I believe, about a couple of weeks. But here in this part of it, he says in verse 20, And when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared, and no small tempests, the wind hadn't let up. That's what he's talking about. The storm was still raging just as bad as it was when it first hit them. Amen. Amen. And no small tempest laid on us. All hope that we should have been saved was then taken away. Amen. Amen. But you find Paul uh, getting discouraged? No, sir. Amen. That wasn't what happened to him. The Bible done said in 2 Timothy 1 and 12, for the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I'm not ashamed for the... Uh, for the, the, king, the kingdom of whom I believe, and I'm persuaded that he's able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. <laughs> Amen. Amen. But before that storm ever hit, Paul had already got everything fixed. I don't know just where he was, but he already got it committed somewhere. He got on his face, I'm going to imagine. I feel like it got on his face somewhere and say, God, here I am. Here's everything. I commit everything. Live, die, sink, or swim. Here it is, God. I am committed. I'm devoted. I'm given to you. He, he told the king, he said, I have committed unto him. Even before he ever got this shape we was reading to you about, in that storm, he was already committed. Committed. Are we committed? Are we devoted? Are we giving to Him like we should? Have you paid attention to your soul's experience? Has it drifted from you? Are you just seem like just losing out? 
just a little bit little. Amen. A little this service and the next service. It seems like a next service. And it's kind of getting away from you. Is that the way that it is? That don't work? That don't do? Amen. Are you interested in your older services? Are you concerned? Amen. About your experience? Are you sanctified? Have you got the Holy Ghost in your life? Have you got an active Holy Ghost working in you? Have you felt His help and His blessing from the throne of grace? Amen. Brother, I want to tell you before the storm comes. Amen. That's what you need. Thank God. I feel like that's what God's got forever individual. But you must get prepared before the storm ever arrives. Amen. I'm done. Thank you to all who join us in making Echoes of Holiness Radio possible. The advertisements provide less than 20% of the cost of broadcasting. We appreciate all that have helped to make up the difference. To contact us about partnering with us in prayer for Echoes of Holiness or about contributions, you may do so at Echoes of Holiness Radio P.O. Box 161, Augusta Springs, Virginia 24411 or online at echoesofholiness.org. Thank you for joining us this year. 